rain has clearly washed away the soul of San Francisco. People are yelling at each other on the streets, and this is the AltaCast. Uh, seriously, there have been people. There, there are people. Yet, so I got on the bus on my way here, and there's an Asian lady. It doesn't matter what race she is. I'm not gonna get race involved in it. She was a cunty woman, and she had her bag on the seat of the 27 bus. And so I go to sit down, and her bag is there, and she's like, no, no. And I said, oh, is your bag a princess? Your bag needs to sit down? Your bag needs its own seat. Your princess bag. And she was not happy with that, but then she, someone else tried to sit down, and she did the same thing. She pointed to another seat, and it's like, really? You don't want to sit next to anybody when you're so special or your bag is special or it's raining and you're just, you what, you need two seats on the bus? Hold your fucking bag in your goddamn hand. It is so rude. I was relatively nice about it. I did not call her a cunt to her face. I waited until the altar cast, the altar cast to share it with you, whoever's listening. I, seriously, I can't handle it, the bus. I love the bus. But there are people, no one can handle the rain. Snowflakes in this town, absolute snowflakes. They can't, they're really melting in the snow. They're literally snowflakes. It's like, do you want to build a snowman? It's not that cold, you idiots, you little snowflakes. Like, it's raining, so what? Get an umbrella, fucking deal with the weather. Everyone, seriously, everyone's been crazy. Just imagine what it's like, you know, people on the roads because people are already driving. have like road rage here. Driving. So driving, yeah. Crazy. I'm so glad I don't drive a car. Yeah, it's, I've been in the Not balls. Oh my God, if it's Poji, I'm going to be so happy, but I'm sure it's sweet, Gail. We're getting a ringy ring, ding or ding. This says, the problem is that I, Nichols Max, I don't know what that means. Uh, the, the problem is that I uh, can't, see anymore so I couldn't even see what the caller ID said it's ocular degeneration with age I'm just old now and that's what happens you just everyone everyone over 40 suddenly can't see anymore oh no it's crazy I'm guessing what I'm texting on my dumb phone with my little all the letters are here for my little sausage fingers I don't have a smartphone you know that you listen to the altacast um I can't I'm, I'm guessing half the time of what I'm saying or sending and not just because I'm, you know, drunk, but because I can't see. I can't I can't see anything. It's it's like I'm constantly beer goggling myself. I can't even I can't even pluck my face anymore. It's so depressing. Jonathan's been doing it. He's such a sweetheart. I'm finally getting him to do the eyebrows too, because he was like really wary of that for a while. I'm like, no, just get him. I've been doing this for forty-four years. You know, when I was a baby they were plucking my face. I got I got dark Jew hair. It's everywhere. It's all over my whole body, my legs. I have the legs of the leg hair of a twelve-year-old boy. It's, I'm actually. This is. I'm trying to build a joke around it, but I watched one of those Netflix specials, which means that it's real because Netflix shapes all our lives. And it was one of the. It was about young women in prison, uh, not prison, jail. I don't know. They were away, right? And they were like in Arkansas or whatever, or some shitty backwards state. state yeah and they were all in jail and they're young and they're like what'd you do well, i was a jerk and i tried to stab my boyfriend or whatever they did right they're in a, they're in jail and they're under 18 they're children which i find abhorrent but 
there they are in prison and they're interviewing them and they're saying hey you're going to get out soon what's the first thing you're going to do and by and large every like 90% of the girls on this show were like I am going to shave my disgusting legs the worst thing about prison is not having razors and you can't shave and it's so disgusting and I'm like the first thing you're going to do is satisfy the male gaze that's why you're in prison you dumb bitches like are you kidding me You've been in prison for months, and the first thing you're going to do is shave your legs? Not get ass. I can't even handle it. I, I can't believe it. Is that going to work tonight? We, we can use more tools. That's what separates us from the beast, our ability to use tools. Oh, but you know what there is? I have a tool for you. Look, it's over there. It's a stand, I and I got that for you. I stole it from somebody. I, it, it arrived here. It, it appeared here this weekend, and I was like, ooh, we need this. We've got to stand. She is so happy. Hey, I'm in a, I'm in a, in a surprisingly there good mood. There, there it is. Yeah, you pull out the thing. You pull it on the oh. side. Like, you can. Let's see. Well, yeah, you go. Do, do, do. It's a little. There you go. See, like that? And you stick it in there, and it's like, wow. wow the future is guys. now. So you like you have to kind of like smudge it in there and yeah get it going and it's doing its thing. Uh, this is the Altcast here on Mutiny Radio. I'm in a particular. I don't know why I'm in a particularly good mood. Last night, something is wrong with the world. The, the moon is in retrograde. I don't even know what that means. I don't even know what that what the moon being in retrograde means. But I guess it's happening. Whatever. It's just a fun way to explain why all this weird shit is happening in San Francisco. I think it could be the it's the rain or. Um, last night I get to work and one of the chefs goes, oh, I, I stabbed myself and with a rusty nail and he's working and he's bleeding. And I'm like, get the fuck out of here. What are you doing? And he's like, oh, he's like, but can you work alone? I'm like, dude, I'll get it done. I can work alone. I'm okay. I can get it done. And so he leaves and I'm alone for about, he's needed like. I, I, I sent him to the hospital. He needed a tetanus shot. You don't just like go, oh, I stabbed my hands with a rusty nail. And then, I'll be fine. I'll be fine. I'm still bleeding, but I'll be fine. Like, you can't, you can't do that. So, uh, I'll be fine. It's a rusty nail. I'll be fine. Nail. It's a rusty nail. I was like, do you know, does anybody know how you die from tetanus? It's the worst thing. Your back ends up getting broken. Like, is that, did someone switch the microphones again? Is that really too? Is this, can you hear ah, me? see that whole time that someone switched to two and three because they're Switch assholes. It it, yeah, because two is long and it's it goes all the this way. This one around. is two, right? That one's two. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the one. That's our buddy. I just. That's okay. There we go. Yeah. My, I don't hate everybody. I just wish that they could put things back. Problems at Mutiny Radio. Uh, so, my first chef stabs his hand. I said, get the fuck out of here. It's all twisted up. You'll be fine, though. You're fine. Okay. okay. He, he, right, he, goes, he goes to the hospital, and I'm like, great. So I'm alone for 45 minutes, and I'm cooking, and I'm doing stuff, and I'm like, I can do I I always knew I could do it. The only difficult thing is running the register, and the kitchen stuff is a little tough because you got to wash your hands constantly. And I watch the other people, and they don't always wash their hands. And I'm, yeah. I'm a big, 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 if you touch money, 
Mm. You that's the dirtiest thing to touch. Yeah, you gotta wash, wash, wash. So I wash my hands a lot. Anyways, and I, I burn the fuck out of myself, but it's I'm fine, I'm fine. And uh, was it really busy too? It or? was pretty busy. It was oh, good. Shit. So I'm doing really well. And then my boss comes in because he's like, I'm gonna help. But because he had been off earlier that day, he started drinking. So he came in and he oh, was whoa, 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 wasted. And so he was like. He stayed for a little bit, helped me get through some weeds. And then he was like, I gotta get out of here, I'm wasted. And I was like, he's like, close it down, just clean up, close it up, and everything's fine. And I was like, well, so he left. And I was like, so people kept coming up and they're like, are you really close? And I was like, well, (laughs) here's the deal. And I broke it down for him. I'm like, both of my chefs, oh, that was the other thing. So my wiggity wasted boss chopped his knuckle off. So everyone is like not, I mean, he made himself bleed very badly. So both of my chefs, and then Jonathan comes in and he helped someone change the battery or something or start their car and he's cut. He's got two cuts in his hands. And I'm like, what is going on? Cutting Tuesday. It's cutting Tuesday. So I was fine and I just, I just cooked by myself and did the whole thing and I ended up getting tipped and absurd amount of money and it was so absurd that so the other another guy it came went in. just to you mostly though well right? it all went I tried to give it to the other to the owner guy who came in and he's like I don't know he's like no and I and the guy who left he's like no 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 I won't take it and I'm like fuck you so the other another guy came in and helped me close and I forced him to take at least 20 of it because it was, was it over 100 no no it was only 85 well so maybe that's not absurd I don't know because it's I mean Plus your hourly. Right, exactly. Uh, so I was like 65 bucks in tips. And every I didn't I didn't pay for a beer because the bartenders were like, God bless you, Pam. You're doing the work of the Lord. They're like, because and later I was like, why are you giving me free beers? And they were like, you kept cooking. You, with the food, you're very important. They're like, you, with the food, make the food. And then the people keep drinking. That's true. Because they don't. They stay. Yeah, they stay. And they're fun, and you give them the tots, and then they stay, and they get another beer because they're salty, and they want something, and they're like, oh, of course I need another beer. So the bartenders were super stoked, and I was just like, and everyone was like complimenting me, and I was like the bell of the ball, and I'm not usually like that. And so I was, they're like, and other people even told me, they're like, everybody's like being real, they're really saying nice things about you. And I was like, that's great. I, and bummer, I forgot to put my flyers out. Oh. Because all those people I was cooking for, they were being so nice and giving me, I mean, we never get tipped that much. You were rocking it. Like, hey, let me just do this by myself so I can make money. Yeah. Shit. Well, and I, I didn't. It was hard work, though. Oh, no, it's sure, fine. Yeah. yeah. But I, I mean, I like cooking. And that I was doing, like, I haven't ever, I wasn't ever, like, officially trained with the burgers and the timing and the butt. But, like, I got it. Right. Like, I'm Common fine. sense. I mean, I've and I've cooked on. It's a hot grill. It's a great grill. And I, but I've I've grilled the meat talks to me. The only thing that Did you say the meat talks to you? Yeah, it tells me when it's done. It's like <laughs> I'm medium rare right now. Um, but the meat was like talking to me and I was fine. But I also I never did more than three burgers at once. I don't think that I had like a medium and a medium rare and I can put them on different parts of the grill so that they can cook at the same time but they get in different temperatures in the middle. But if I had a third one that was like medium well, I'd be fucked. I mean, yeah. well, but if it's a well that you just stick it and let it go. Yeah, that it, takes the longest and it turns it into turns, a hockey puck. It turns, it's so, I don't like, we have good meat. You don't have to get it well. Like, we're fine. We're, I don't understand why fine. people get their meat uh, well done. Because they're afraid. They're, they're scared. Yeah. Ooh, and, and I, scared. And I would be, actually. You can't, you should maybe, I don't, 
We had, I don't know if we got food poisoning on Sunday. Uh oh. But oh god. Both Jonathan woke up in the middle of the night and he was barfing, and in the morning I was barfing, and we didn't drink that much beer. I think we each had like three. I think we had three and a half IPAs because we split the last one, and then we had food, and then he got sick in the middle of the night, and I Where got sick you in the at? morning. Did you go? On the way home, it was Sunday, and it was we were on the 27 bus. We got off at Ellis, and we went to Newa and got samosas. We got four samosas for ten dollars. That's the Thai restaurant. No, no, it's it's next to Tiki Masala, and we probably should have done Tiki Masala, but it's under new ownership. And I'm like, fuck that. So we went to this other thing, and I like their samosas, but both of us got like, oh god. I'm like, why? Was it the sauce? Was it the care? What are the samosas gonna be fucked up? It's like potato and fucking peas. peas. There's no meat in that one either. No. Yeah. Oh, so I, it must have been the sauce. Sauce. Like, because I love the sauce. Anyway. Oh no. I, and you know, and that's the thing though. I work in a kitchen and I eat, you know, a lot of food, and I wonder sometimes, like, what's going on, man? Like, are we? Or is everyone? Ooh, there's this one place I really like in Portola, and. And they have a 77 as a score. <laughs> it's, this, it's, it's ice cream. The problem, they have, their ice cream is 65 cents a scoop on a cone. And I walk with these kids that I walk nice. home from school. 65 cents. And that's for an ice cream? That's unheard of. That doesn't it, happen anymore. No, but it's great. So I always get them ice cream. And they have like um, two egg rolls for $1.50 and... It's a good deal. And they have noodles and stuff. It's like a little box of noodles for $1.25. Hell yeah. But they have a score of a 77. <laughs> but they haven't made me sick yet, so I'm not afraid. I'm like... Just don't eat any meat. Yeah, they don't have... Their, their chow mein doesn't have meat in it. So. Okay. Yeah. Just... Yeah. I, no tango miedo, baby. Yeah. I'm like, score of a 77. That's that's funny that they, they have it like proud, like 77. You have to have it proudly. Um, counter offers a 94. And I still think we're like, I mean, I, I'm too obsessively clean to work in a kitchen in a bar, I think. I, cause I, I mean, I, I clean, though today, hopefully it's slow today so I can just really, cause last night I didn't get into it cause I was so busy and then closing. Right. I didn't like wash the cabinets like I usually do. You're People are like, why do you wash cabinets? Cause, cause it, meat and stuff and shit and sauce drops all over it. And, and the, there's, it's a fryer. Everything's next to the fryer and, and the yeah. oil in the air gets everywhere and everyone's weird little greasy hands. And you don't know what you're transferring you know, yeah. it's it's the kitchen, man. It's shit, the kitchen, man. Shit happens in the kitchen. Wow. So I had I had fun last night. It was good. That's good. I haven't worked because uh, I'm supposed to be on a mini vacation and oh, your staycation. Yeah, I don't like it. I'm bored as fuck. Have you been doing more <laughs> improv? Did you? Do oh, your- our, my classes actually don't start until the end of the month. Oh. Um, but we've been entertaining. That's the thing. We've been entertaining some. Marcus's friends from England, but it's I haven't been able to run because it's been raining. Mm. I started my period. Oof. I've been moody. Mm. I've been trying not to spend much money. That is not a staycation. No, it's not spending money is not a staycation. I don't. Make. Yeah, I'm not. I'm bored, and it was it. I it was my fault that. Um, Basically, I wanted to do this. I was forced into it. Oh, he told because me, of the neighbor, because of the friends coming from me. Yeah. So I would friends. rather be making money, but I go back to work in a couple of days. So, oh, yeah. I I just been sleeping. That's a good use of time. Yeah. You should get a cat and snuggle with the cat. I do have a cat. Oh, you have a cat. Yeah, I have a cat and a dog. 
I'm still bored though. My my new cat doesn't love me as much as my old cat. Oh. I'm trying to make jokes about it, but it just makes me so sad. And I love I love Zerdon, also known as Falcor. Um, he's Zerdon Shakiri. Um, Zordon Shakiri. He's the cutest. Cat. I mean, he's a very cute cat, but he's just not. I'm realizing like he's not Spike, and I kind of thought. I mean, I know, I know that all cats are different or whatever, but he's his own motherfucking cat. Personality. Like, he, he does his own. He does a thing. He does a thing that. I mean, we've had it since he's a kitten, and he's just come up with this thing he does, where he walks between our legs when they're close together, so he can rub on both. So you gotta like gotta when you know he's coming over to do it, you gotta like put your legs closer together to make him like because he's like walking through like a kitty car wash. It's cute, and but he doesn't snuggle. He's not a snuggler. Like I have to force him to snuggle, and that doesn't work with cats. Yeah, because they're. <laughs> They do the leap. <laughs> like, I've got him. I hold him in a certain way, like, on his chest. I, like, keep him immobilized, and I lay down with him. And then he'll start to, like, wiggle, shiver, and then he's, like, and he, like, snakes his way out. I'm like, you don't love me. Some cats can be assholes. That's just my opinion. He just likes, he only likes to snuggle during the day, and I'm like. I'm not here. Yeah, when I'm not. So yesterday, I, I worked from home so that I could, like, hang out with the cat. And he, like, did sit next to me and snuggled me in. Did you end up being sick because of the uh, food poisoning, like uh, like staying home on Monday? or? Well, I mean, I, I ran joke workshop and I came here in the afternoon. But yeah, Jonathan stayed home from work and I kind of stayed and we just chilled and watched Chris Farley movies. Actually, we went on a, I read Norm MacDonald's, here, here's a tip, don't read Norm MacDonald's book. It is, <laughs> like, it just made me angry. I was like, why is this guy famous? Why do people keep championing this guy? Like, Ooh, and give me your opinion. So then, so first, he writes a, not a memoir based on actual events, not actual events. He talks about being in jail. He talks about stalking, because he's stalking Sarah Silverman. He talks about trying to take a hit out on David Tell, also not true, being in jail and getting raped Wait by some guy. He was stalking Sarah Silverman? I never knew They were on that. SNL together in the early the 90s. 90s, right. Right. And um, she was only there for a season and then she left. But he he was a big Sarah Silverman fan. He put her in that movie, not Dirty Work. Maybe it was, no, Dirty Work had the uh, the cute little girl with the short hair. That's when they were trash. But no, no, no. Dirty Work was when they, uh, I watched that too. It's when they, we'll do your dirty work. Like when you want to, it was a revenge business and there was with the, Artie Lang. There was the other one with uh, Dave Chappelle. Right, and that was the other one we saw, Screwed. Screwed, And that's, that's the, one. the one that Sarah Silverman was in as his, playing his girlfriend. And I thought it was so funny because I had read the book and I was like, that's funny. He, Anyways. But even in the credits of the movie, Dirty Work, Don Rickles says, who gave this guy? Why would they give this guy a movie? And there's and it's absolutely true. Like and as we're watching both Dirty Work and Screwed buddy comedies, they would have worked with anyone other than Norm Macdonald. Like anyone, anyone. You could have had David Spade. You could have had Chris Fart. You could have. It could have been any. Like let's. Adam Sandler, when that was in his book, that's the only thing I gleaned from it is the reason that he got famous was because Adam Sandler liked him. Oh, that's it. Adam Sandler liked him and thought he was funny because he's a comics comic. And that's the thing I don't get. One of my favorite comedians in the whole world, Chris Knatzer, fucking loves Norm MacDonald. He thinks he's hilarious. And people say, he's a comics comic. Well, I'm a comic and I don't think he's funny. I don't get it. I don't get the joke of him being a mediocre nothing. It makes me angry, actually, because there are talented people that could get the money. Like, you know, you spend... 
they I think they spent like ten million dollars on Dirty Work or something, and it only grossed seven million at yeah, the box it was a office. Flop. Yeah, because he's a pile of dog shit. He can't dance or sing or act. He can't act. He just like what is he gonna do? He's gonna and he talks about that in his book too. He reads reading cue cards in front of his face like and that's the thing with the SNL when he was doing Weekend Update he that was fired. everyone else's jokes that's because all he was doing was oh, oh. sorry like the <laughs> ghost of Norm MacDonald that just, was the, the ghost of Norm MacDonald wait, no, he's like, still don't alive. talk shit about Norm MacDonald <laughs> well somebody ought to put him out of his misery because he is the shittiest most untalented actor and the concept that they gave him a book and it's a mediocre book that's the other thing it's not based on true events and it's all fiction and he makes some of it up then you could make it fucking interesting like it was so mundane and I guess that's the joke is that he's this mundane guy and I just don't get it I don't get the joke everyone else is in on the joke fine you're in on the joke you like Norm Macdonald they even they gave him another Netflix show I saw it I saw it I did I'm not gonna watch that I, I, I watched, watched Dirty that. Work and Screwed I know he's a talentless hack like it just it just it, it makes me angry because we're gonna toil in in like some of the most genius shit is like not mainstream and and we're and because somebody gives him money and they keep giving him money as a talent I did watch the reason What's why I watched happening? I did watch his TV show because Jane Fonda was on there and he was hitting on Jane Fonda. It was really funny. It was it was weird and awkward. But I do recall back in the day he was they say that he was not people's favorite weekend update person. He was the worst. And he got fired. He, I forgot one of the reasons why he got fired. It wasn't just because of his writing either. He got fired. He did something really Well, that's the thing is when you do Weekend Update, you're not a writer. Everyone makes jokes for you and you just read the cue cards. Like, and you have to have a personality or whatever. And I guess his whole personality is that he's quote unquote dry. And I think that means also boring. I mean, but there's dry <laughs> British humor. Like, but is... Is it just well? Yeah, because anyway, I like because I like dry humor. I I like British humor. I just don't like Norm. I, so I spent like a week <laughs> trying to like Norm Macdonald by reading his what we could call a novel. I mean, it, so, that's the thing is that it's like fiction. It was, it was okay. So the, okay, this is what it's confusing. So basically, some stories were true. Uh, maybe him growing up in Canada. Yeah, that was true. Him, See, I don't like that. Him, yeah, who who knows what's real? Some guy named Adam Egot is like his helper guy. I, I guess that's a real person. Um, I looked him up on the internet or whatever. But then I got into the shitty movies, and I was like, I mean, they're bad. Anyone else could have been in that movie, and it would have been because it was stupid humor. It was PG thirteen movies in the late nineties, early thousands, yeah. designed to make. It's it's black sheep. It's I mean they started once Chris Farley died. They that sort of movie kind of started dying. That dying down dumb. Movie. Although Adam Sandler obviously has the torch, and I mean he couldn't stop. Little Nicky. Like there's so oh, many movies from the late terrible. '90s where they tried and it didn't work. Like you can look at Little Nicky. It didn't work, and you can oh look at God. Billy Madison. And Mr. Wow. And Mr. Norm Macdonald's in terrible. Billy Madison. Oh, see, he was funny in Billy Madison because he was the friend who was the drunk, drunk friend. friend. That's with the penguins. <laughs> Come here, penguin. Yeah, him and who is the other guy that was in there? I do remember. Here's the thing. I went to the show. 
and I, t- I think I took my aunt or my mom. I was in high school still, and I went to go see Screwed because <laughs> I like Dave, Dave Chappelle. Chappelle. Yeah, because this is after Half Baked. So oh. I think this is like Screwed is like I think two thousand ninety nine or two thousand something like that. Yeah, one or two. Yeah, I and I remember laughing a little bit, and then I remember like okay this isn't as funny as i thought it was going to be and plus it had danny devito in it too yeah and like you the think cast that the da- was great yeah i love danny devito and he was weird and the concept was weird yeah and the dead bodies and the faking the death and that's but the problem it tri- is norm mcdonald <laughs> anyone else anyone else <laughs> any anyone else? colin quinn and i hate that guy too and i don't understand why he got to do weekend update but i like him infinitely better than the norm mcdonald you could have cast anyone any any anyone a baldwin for god's sake like anyone (laughs) a baldwin any of the baldwins (laughs) any baldwin would would have been fine paulie shore paulie shore even would have been excellent because he would have been like himself but then that dumb like the whole point was that he was a but he was like this butler or whatever who took shit from everybody and it was like what i i just anyway that's right he got kept getting abused by what's her by face by the old lady so i'm like oh i great. forgot yeah, what her old, name is she's uh, like a famous stretch thank you she's a famous playwright and actress it's which is crazy and then she played this really mean person i think she's dead now oh she died like not too long ago actually but yeah that's the cast was great and then i I remember like my one of my relative who went with me was like what the hell did you take me to go yeah i felt embarrassed yeah in fact in fact i'll I'll look up something um on (laughs) when we'll play it from the youtubes just a terrible outtake uh We'll get to that. Also, in um, in the news of my father sending me horrible things about immigration, oh, we also he sent me a video that basically outlines how Democrats, um, like Cesar Chavez and stuff, they they opposed legal immigration, and how uh, the uh, how the tides have changed and, and what's happening now. And the Democrats support borders and legal Im- immigration. I don't get. Did did you, in that email did your dad mention the shutdown at all? Pro- no, probably not. Well, and I'm really interested in the shutdown. Do we have to pay our taxes this year? We just get to not pay our taxes, right? Because the government's shut down. Well, no, we're going to have to. But here's the thing: why? This is, why? This is, this They're is, not working. Well, this is okay. So, would the yeah. IRS still works? Like the government's down. No, the IRS, the IRS barely works because it is for. I've been reading that you know getting your taxes done filing them this is the file season it's going to take forever so it's there's yeah so there's really no point in you filing right now i mean yeah and then on top of that so we are we have surpassed the 1995 um government shutdown which was the longest we're at 21 days so now a lot of last week we were telling you that uh, a lot of TSA agents were calling in sick because they're working free, yeah. which is illegal. Yeah. That's illegal, working for free and shit. But it's a Democrat's fault. It's a Democrat's fault. We won't fucking build Trump's dumb wall. That that is a waste wrong. of tax money. So now people are starting to feel the are really feeling the effects, not just at with TSA, but we mentioned HUD, we mentioned those who are um, the WIC people, oh, um, yeah. food stamps. I got my food stamps early though, what's that about? 
be hold on to whatever you got sister yeah, yeah. Got early. um it's let's weird. see we mentioned the irs now um now they're saying uh, oh and the farmers are getting hit with their subs, uh, subsidies um oh so now what they're talking about is um uh the uh air was it air control pilot control oh no uh ew his face yeah Yeah. oh god i hate i hate that piece of shit tucker tucker frucker carlson um i mean i already listened to him so basically now uh is it not air control is it air traffic thank you air traffic control (laughs) so basically now you have a slow amount of people starting to call out from air traffic control which you know a lot of people not a lot of you know basically it's going to start hitting everybody you know who doesn't fly basically and i was listening to msnbc and one of the um one of the commentators were saying like now rich people are going to get really affected if it you know once the air traffic control and i'm like yeah so it's trickling down but now we see that most the majority of americans do blame um 45 and the gop for the shutdown and here is fucking dirty work oh no we're gonna i'm gonna play some oh thanks um oh and another thing um the fda the food drug uh administration so a lot of uh food can and beer cannot be um checked because the fda they're closed oh my god or they're having a lack of funding so you're gonna have all kinds of food coming out Mm. and if you like beer like us there's new beer that's being backed up because it can't be basically checked and what have you by the food drug administration so it's hitting every branch yeah but it's the democrats fault and i love that our did you see the picture about him in the with the big the food the food i mean i was waiting for you to bring thank you the worst everyone i'm sure you've seen the picture of our president with all of the mcdonald's boxes and it looked like a child's disgusting candy party like a like a unicorn candy party like or to lure children in come on get us we got huge lollipops and yeah. And Big Mac. Everyone gets a everyone gets a Big Mac and a kitten. Everyone, that is, it like, was the most repulsive gross. thing. He and then he was so proud. He was so proud, and I paid for it myself. Really? And if you did, oh, they were also starting to notice that um, he was getting like the McDonald's uh, value meal. I think they have something like four for five or something. I don't know. I don't eat that shit. But yeah, he had pizza, chicken nuggets, Wendy's, Burger King. Because choice is important. And then he spelled hamburger wrong. Oh, God. He doesn't read. He's an idiot. So oh, this is the... This so is my, my dad sends me all kinds of bullshit. This is a bullshit thing. And then we'll either watch the crappy pilot dog shit. I mean, even talking about dirty work, the, the scene we're going to show is with the hallucinogenic brownies and um, and <laughs> Gary Coleman. And even when they're talking about like pop brownies, it's still not funny. Although it was it was relatively funny. It, well, Norm isn't funny, but the scene was funny. If you ever wondered what side of the fence you sit on, this is a great test. If a conservative doesn't like guns, he doesn't buy one. If a liberal doesn't like guns, he wants all guns outlawed. Who the fuck says that? 
If a conservative is a vegetarian, he doesn't eat meat. If a liberal is a vegetarian, he wants all meat products banned for everyone. If a conservative is down and out, he thinks about how to do better in his situation. A liberal wonders who is going to take care of him. Wait, what's wrong with that? If a conservative doesn't like a talk show host, he switches channels. Liberals demand that they don't, uh, liberals demand those they don't like be shut down. We both do that. I don't think that's necessarily true. If a conservative is a non-believer, he doesn't go to church. A liberal non-believer wants any mention of God and Jesus silenced. If a conservative decides he needs health care, he goes about shopping for it or may choose a job that provides it. Now that's false. A liberal demands that the rest of us pay for his. That's what Medicare is. If a conservative <laughs> reads this, he'll forward it so his friends can have a good laugh. A liberal will delete it because he's offended. Well, I forwarded it to you. I'm not offended. It's just the facts are wrong because there are none. There are no facts. I'm offended that conservatives are such close-minded assholes that they think that liberals can all be put into one. I'm a, How about this? Conservatives they, are close-minded assholes who don't care about people because they are entitled because they have money and their money gives them what they think is privilege. But you know what? You're going to fucking die just like the rest of us, you <laughs> assholes. Your money doesn't make you live forever. None of us live forever. And some of us care about our fellow man and like to help people yeah there was a lady that smelled on the bus today but i didn't say you smell why don't you shower because maybe she doesn't have a place to live maybe it's raining outside and she needs to hang out on the bus so instead i just don't say anything and i act nice <laughs> or you spray pray f- perfume on them thank you the perfume them. you gave me is really lovely oh thanks. I, I love wearing it it's very nice but I've, i just i'm mad it's concerned but this is, I hate but, but this is bullshit, bullshit too because they did a poll recently for uh uh, for Americans who are for um, deleted, uh, for what I deleted it. Oh, you deleted it. <laughs> um, they did uh, a poll on uh, for Americans that basically, you know, for free health care. Seventy percent of pe- the American people want it. The single single payment. Um, so, and that includes conservatives. I think the thing is, conservatives don't even know their own people sometimes. That's the problem because um, when the when there was the threat uh, back in 2017 um, of Medicare getting shut, not Medicare, excuse me, the uh, Obamacare getting shut down, a lot of those people did vote for Trump, but they were pissed off because some of what Obamacare was doing was helping them. So that's yeah. when they went out to their town halls, and that's when John McCain and susan collins and linda murkowski uh voted no that's when he did the thumbs down here's the thing though my chef from last conservatives my chef from last night a hard-working man a great cook he stabbed his hand with a rusty nail and he didn't want to go to the hospital because he doesn't Doesn't have have insurance. insurance asking i'm sorry conservatives that you don't value our work you don't value our service you don't people that work for you 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 stuck up entitled pigs why are you worth more why do you not have you gonna work in a hot kitchen for five hours you know how much they make minimum wage does that make them a bad person no it makes you not value their work and then you won't give if you don't value our work and then you won't give us health care but because you have to step on someone to have money everyone 
Oh, I'm so mad. It's about money, everybody. It's, it's, it's always it's, it's about always money. about money. And that's the thing. These there are people that do have health health insurance through their jobs, but health the insurance companies here, they are scandalous and they are con artists because there is <laughs> it's a con, literally. Because you may you be paying your insurance out of you know, from your job. You get hurt, and then there's something very, very in the fine line for some reason that this is not covered. That's the only reason that they do drug testing at certain companies is that even with marijuana being legal, it's the same thing with alcohol. Like, but you can't test. You can test for alcohol on the spot, but you can't test for marijuana. But I guess because it's just in your system, so a lot of times people won't make claims about on their work, won't do workman's comp claims or whatever because. If they they always do a drug test, and when they do, if there's marijuana in it, sometimes they'll be like, "Hey, a we're not going to cover it, and b we're going to fire you. Sorry, right. even though it's still legal. Yeah. I mean, there's it's the same thing with alcohol. I mean, but you know, if you don't stand on a ladder on alcohol, but my point my point though is that it, we have to be compassionate people you can be a compassionate conservative maybe you don't like the gays or you hate women and you don't want them to have you know like abortion rights because they're not people or what anyways you can think those thoughts but you can still care about your fellow man right and then on i mean the fact is they talk nails those are so cute oh thanks they talk about like i mean healthcare is a right it it, no, it should be. It's it's a right for everybody. No one benefits when you're sick, and we have. I mean, it healthcare is such a it, it's such a uh, trickle down to where mental illness is rampant here. I mean, come on. And, oh, and I was just reading today, Rand Paul, uh, Senator Rand Paul, who is a libertarian, who um, he is getting surgery, but. Oh, he's not getting surgery here in the States. He's going to Canada where he can get, I think he's getting like something taken out, um, his gallbladder. Because it's cheaper in Canada? Yeah. You know why? Because they have a social health care system there <laughs> nationwide where they take care of their people. So he will be paying out of pocket, but in contrast to him paying maybe maybe a hundred G's or, not, uh, or wow. $85,000 to get surgery here. He's only going to be probably paying eight to 10 max. Wow. Which is, For, if you're having surgery, why do you have to put a second mortgage on your home? Good why point. do you have to put, why do you have to file for bankruptcy in order to save your own life? Because I mean, these, it's all a racket and they don't, cause, and they don't care about us. And, and this affects is, is conservatives the, it's too. It's not that the doctors though, doc, the doctors I know aren't like money grubbing shit bags they're, they're actually Insurance nice people companies. so it's like so where is they use it's not that the doctors are like we need to make doctoring expensive so that we can make lots of money companies it's it just everyone it's, takes their cut along yeah. the way and then and here's the the effed up part is like the the doctors get fooled into the trickery because they get some knockoffs so like if an insurance company tells them hey you know if you do it this way cut you know cut a little cost here there's a bonus for you and something they they do this and a lot of unfortunately a lot of people don't know but to me healthcare it's so stupid when you hear 
your your pops say this because he's not a poor conservative man. You have to think about those people who are for his team well, who don't have health insurance. And again, like I said, seventy percent of Americans are for single pair. He, he's he's actually displaying some Marxist qualities in that they have the reverse mortgage on their home because they're leaving me nothing. They've been, they've been very, very clear. And I don't want anything, actually, because as a Marxist myself, I don't believe but in passing things down from family a, member to family member. I don't I don't believe that. I don't. That's a they, that's a, a handout. They talk about handouts, right? Yeah. When you. Yeah. When you. The point of life is to save as much money as you can so that you can give it to your kids. Not necessarily in Marxism. They don't do that. And 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 I don't think I, I don't think everyone if we valued work equally, then nobody would be born on third base because we would we would say you cooking burgers is as important as being a doctor. And right. I mean, I mean, is it? I mean, then we talk it philosophically, like maybe some knowledge is more important I, I, than other. Knowledge. Yeah, I believe like I, what knowledge has worth. I feel as if, you know, we talked about this so many times about how we feel about teachers, how they're yeah, the uh-huh. ones that should be making Moms. kind of like the, the football money and shit like that. Yeah. You yeah. know, because their work is very underappreciated. Mothers and teachers. Yeah. And all and then, teachers, preschool teachers. Well, I don't know about some moms because some moms well, got it lucky. Well, but being a mom is like the most important job. Maybe a tax break. Uh, something yeah. anything moms should get paid something uh, and and speaking of tax breaks here's another thing if they want to talk here. about yeah if they want to talk about like handouts I'm, oh, yeah, oh my god let's, handouts. <gasps> let's talk about taxes how much how much do the the one percenters which your dad how wants much? to pretend he's a one percent but he no, ain't no billionaire no not at all no. not even close no, 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 no. yeah they're, they're, I, they're middle class people they're the dying breed they're middle they're class middle people. they're middle class uh, solidly they, middle class it's funny how you Upper have some class. you have some oh, conservative class. people that will speak up for the one percent when they ain't got that percentage themselves exactly. so that's really funny to me yeah and yeah, you're not gonna get it you're never gonna get it so they're looking at you like fool but I mean the taxes the tax breaks they get so many tax breaks estate tax and then there's inheritance tax too and then Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez is talking about we need to tax them 70%, but that's on every 10 million that they get a year. They're still wealthy. Absolutely. Who needs more than 10 million? This really? is what they used to do during the uh, Eisenhower and Truman. This is why we had, you know, uh, the big boom of the 50s for white people. Um, <laughs> when the, right, when right, they right, were right. buying things or buying cars and homes and appliances and sending their and kids to And we were making them here people, too. And yeah, that was the we difference. Making we were him. making them here so there were jobs. And being working and creating things like that make, being in a car manufacturer that was considered that's a good job yeah that was a good but job now, but people now, migrated but now we have it in our heads that factory work is not is is not good that that's for poor people well it's gone now well, it's gone because it's where the poor people live or whatever we're like but we've decided that certain work isn't as good as other work and we used to value work more equally and at four, but that's the other thing is not only have we not valued work equally, like on a straight work thing, women still, there's no ERA, uh, any, any person of color, there's still not a quality there. So 
it's I, I just no. I mean, the thing is, it's just like so immigration. When, when, when people, when, yeah, when people <laughs> want to talk dirty about immigrants' fault, it's exactly <laughs> it's it's like everything goes down to the immigrants or healthcare or liberals and conservatives. I don't get it. Oh, I don't call goodness. myself a liberal anyway. I'm progressive because what does the definition of progressive mean? moving forward, forward. yeah Thank i'm into you. that yeah. so should we listen to the dirty work or should oh. we do that should we do the terrible thing with the my dad thing you, Ooh, you there's so many terrible so choices many terrible <laughs> well we're choosing my dad also sent me some funny things this one says yard sale divorce yard sale hurry home before wife comes that's, <laughs> that's a funny actually picture. funny yeah uh, there's this other one I thought was really good. The kids in my neighborhood kept messing with my dog, so I bought a beef bone and stuck it in an old shoe. My dog likes to play with it in the yard. Nobody walks past my house anymore. <laughs> okay, that's funny. That's funny, too. There's a picture of a dog with a bone in a with shoe. The, the leg? It Is looks that a like leg a leg bone. bone. It's just a, it's just a be- bone, and it looks like a... <laughs> So good. Jesus out of kids. The best thing about being over 30 is that we did most of our stupid shit before social media. I will hand that to you, but I had MySpace. I mean, I know me too. Um, Nigerian man dies and authorities find 27 billion in his apartment. He's been trying to give it away for 15 years, but nobody would return his emails. (laughs) 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 Your dad's got a lot of time. uh, Uh Uh-oh. Redneck word of the day. Inhale. Why did in hell did I get up so early this today? Oh, why God. in hell? Why did in I, hell did I get up so early? Yeah, that's a that's that's nice. Okay, thanks, Dad. Deleted. Thanks, pops. So happy uh, Martin Luther King Day. Yeah, is that's coming up? Yeah, Monday. Oh, Monday. Yeah, sweet. Monday is MLK Day. And for those people, his name is Martin Luther King, not Martin Luther the Coon. <laughs> there have been white people who've been doing that shit and fucking up Martin Luther the Coon. Yeah. Oh, it was an accident. There was a guy that got Ax- fired from a weather from a weather accident. You question. Accident. Accident. A weather guy got fired recently for uh, talking about he, he's mentioning Martin Luther King, uh, Martin Luther King, but he said Martin Luther Coon on the air. <gasps> oh my! And he got God. fired. And he's like, I, I, hopefully, I, Jesus Christ. He's like, I would never say I'm not a racist. I'm like, why is the what? word coon yeah, in, in your in in your plethalon of how you speak your speech? <laughs> So do you, should we listen to? Do we do? Oh dirty yeah, we work gotta or? do dirty work. Let's listen to your favorite comedian. Yeah. Oh God. No, Norm Macdonald is the worst, and here's an example of why. So oh no, we're good. Uh, are you sure this is such a good idea? Hell yeah! Fifty bucks for eating brownies. They are safe, but there is a chance of some side effects, including mild itching, nausea, chills, hallucinations, and rashes. These are good. These are good. God, Artie Lane's so gross. He's just eating a brownie boringly. Hey, I think I feel a slight itch. No, maybe not. Could be my imagination. And then Norm is just shivering and itching, and now he's hallucinating there's Harry Coleman. And here's Adam Sandler. We the pig and then together we Talking about 
That's one of the only good scenes in the movie because... Ah, the hell with that job. Norm doesn't say Who anything. wants to be itchy anyway, huh? <laughs> So that's the only reason that that was any good was that Norm <laughs> wasn't really in that one. He just sort of stood there shaking. And that's what... Uh, anyways. <laughs> and, that, and that's fine. Him having rashes and shaking is fine with me. Because he's not talking. <laughs> just anything to not That book have. really pissed you off, eh? It really did. It, it's just like another sausage party. Like the oh. championing mediocrity really bothers me when there's people out there that are talented that will never be discovered and nothing will ever happen and they'll never be on a TV show. And they'll hear, this is Don Rickles. Members of the national office are coming here tonight for their annual inspection of this theater. Right now, I'm going to explain to you my managing style for the benefit of the new guys. <laughs> so there you are, Tubby. Ah. Look like a bucket of lard on a bad day. You baby gorilla. Why don't you work a zoo and stop bothering people? I got a call yesterday from Baskin Robbins. They said that they're down to only five flavors. You're swelling up as I talk to you. Look at you. How's this? How's it doing? Hello, ice cream. Having a good time? Running around? <laughs> what are you That's laughing funny. at? Because I called your friend a fat pig, huh? You think that's funny? Oh, no, I was just laughing uh, earlier when you were talking to his belly. You should get a horse and live in the mountains someplace and don't bother anybody. Got a personality like a dead moth. Okay, the fun's over. Anybody messes this thing up for me tonight is through. You got a Not only are you like a dead moth. Your life is over. I'll see to it that you never work again and that you wind up tearing tickets off in Kuwait. And everybody's sucking sand. Nobody messes up. You understand me? Don't mess up. That guy's going to be our boss? And after a speech like that, how does he expect us not to screw him over? Yeah. Every one of us said the exact same thing our first day working for Hamilton. Only nobody ever That's does. Chris Farley's younger brother. Well, trust me, this isn't just talk. Nobody screws me over like that. Yeah, me neither. Hey, I can't help you because I need this job. But if you really screw over Hamilton, I'll give you 10 bucks. Mark me down for 20. Mm -hmm. Mr. Witherspoon. Class operation, Hamilton. Good job. It's like Thank a you, movie sir. theater. Who cares? Let me get you some refreshments. Okay. Oh, and then, set. so here's one, one of the examples two, of. Three. Look away! Homophobia, just rampant homophobia. Men in black. Like to have sex with each other. Look, an alien. Yeah, we better have sex with each other. <laughs> Note to self. Note to self. Sam just looked at the screen. No, I didn't. I was just making sure that the real had the. Hey, this alien looks just like a hot guy. You're right. We better have sex with him. <laughs> Took you long enough, you dummy. amazing you should do that stuff for a living and then a movie was born so, wait so, so that whole the whole crux of the movie is about oh, homophobia and yeah but that was just you know that's that's what movies were like oh, I back know, then i know i i appreciate that but i didn't really realize like they could have did better than that even for its time like oh my god two men do 
Oh okay. God! But but now it's so funny because like men having sex, everybody be like, yeah, "Porn is a thing" or whatever. I mean, I don't know. I actually just want to watch it again because of Don Rickles. Don Rickles. I love Don is, Rickles. Uh, I mean, anyways, it's it's a. We also Adam Sandler has a really fun and one of the best parts of the movie. And just just watch the clips is is Chris Farley, and it's the second to last movie. So this was filmed in 1997 and it came out in 98 and he died in 97. Oh, that's so this is one nice. of the last movies he did. This and um, the other movie I watched, Frontier. Yeah. Almost. Is, front, almo, almost. Heroes. Almost Heroes. With Matthew Perry. I couldn't finish it. When he was in his uh, heyday with friends and he was, it was before he got puffy and started doing drugs. Uh, and, <laughs> But he was, it's, it's a terrible movie. And, and, and so counterpart bad. is, it's just funny because Chris Farley was the fat guy and now Matthew Perry could be the fat guy. <laughs> it's just funny. That, Isn't it ironic? Yeah, but they, I mean, it's, so Almost Heroes was another one that we watched on our day after Jonathan was finally like, no more Norm MacDonald, okay? I'm like, okay, fine. And, but I guess. You had an S, it seems like you had an SNL 90s brigade. Yeah, pretty much. The only thing you missed was probably Wayne's World. Well, we tried to watch Black Sheep, but they wanted us to pay for it, so we watched oh, I like that one. Fat Man in, in a, a Little coat. coat. We watched Tommy Boy. Tommy Boy, which was, I mean, poor Chris Farley. Everyone, so watching Almost Heroes, everyone should have seen that he was dying. They I should have. The look, Chris, there he is right now. There, did we? Nice cars. Oh, he's, he says that. There's that whore, agent whore that bit off my nose. You know, In this movie, he's. I mean, I, he's funny. I, I think I've told you some of the Chris Farley stories I know no, from working at Second City. What he used to do. He was. Um, he was, he was always a drinker and a partier. Um, so when I worked and studied at Second City, um, some of the stories that I heard was he would, you know have a you know great show but he always pound like a lot of whiskey and uh he liked a white zinfandel so he's a white zinfandel guy so he'll drink a whole bottle or two of white zin and eat like a tub of ice cream and go on stage wow and he'll probably he'll be out all night um partying with people and what have you there was the bar that we all would go to it's a it's it's a routine um that we would always go to this bar and this place called old town uh which was fun some of the best times of my life happened there (laughs) um but yeah, he would be out all night, feel guilty. There's a Catholic church not too far away. He'd go do the rosary or do confession or what have you. Wow. And then maybe go home, change, and get back on stage. He was always partying constantly. Wow. And then an ex-ex friend of mine wow. who was there hanging out with them the night uh, he died because he had an apartment at the John Hancock in Chicago, and him and Dennis Rodman's old dusty ass was hanging. Dennis Rodman, yeah, because he was playing for the Bulls at the time, and so they were partiers. They were always out at this same club. I forgot the name, whatever. But she was uh, in the apartment. I think a couple nights before he died. So wow. And then I seen the pictures of his tragic lifeless big body and it's well, not he pretty was, it was a speedball right yeah it was cocaine and yeah. heroin yeah. he did a belushi it's so sad he was 33 yeah it's really a bummer it's yeah it's, like he was really fun he could he could he could make a bad movie good just by being like and he was just so silly do you wish it was norm mcdonald oh yeah <laughs> okay. god i wish that guy was dead 
That's the other thing in his book. He talks about doing heroin all the time, and it's like, more McDonald's not doing heroin. I don't believe. I think that. he's just he's just saying weird shit. He's just and some. It's like, it's, it's supposed to be funny that you're like pretending that you and Lauren Michaels did heroin together? I don't yeah. understand why that's I mean, funny. That's why th- that's because you're mad at Norm McDonald or you're mad at Lauren Michaels because you're fired. No, but the thing is that's what I don't like Brace like with bit Oh no, thank you. Um when you put out something like that, to me it just seems like you're so desperate or thirsty for attention. Like you're mixing some of your truths with your false truths. It's just like, well that means you're not an interesting person. <laughs> I mean, unless you are actually putting fiction out there, like this is a fiction, uh, uh, a book that is not about me, or this is a book about me and some fiction shit. I'm like, what? That's that just means you're boring. That's just my take of it. You're yeah. not the first person that I've it heard says they the, hate Norm Macdonald. Yeah, I've heard many people going to uh, not rants as pure and funny as yours about Norm Macdonald, but. They're not fans. Um, who? There are a lot of people I'm not fans of. I, I don't like the Kardashians. Oh, we're not going to talk about them. We're talking comedy. Oh, okay. I'm sorry. They're, they're horrible. They're just the first people that I think of yeah, famous people that I hate, don't like. My hate list. Like, why didn't their house catch on a fire during the fire? Well, when is. I mean. I think. We're uh, getting back to politics. There's our president. I wouldn't be sad if he disappeared. Oh no! I just all that food that he had. I'm like, that's his heart diet. Attack. Heart attack. That's what I'm saying. Like, like, and they're like, all oh, you San Francisco fart snivers. Well, but that where I mean, we at least eat good. That food. is like the most repulsive thing. And by the way, it's it it has to be a little bit easy to be a comedian because everything that is happening in this administration is pure comedy sprinkled with some tragedy. It was very sad. Very yeah. scary. It's, yeah. If they really build this wall, I mean... It's not going to happen. Well, it, It's not going to happen. I'm telling you, California, we're going to be called the West. <laughs> I don't know what we're going to call ourselves. But avocados it, are going to be our currency. Johnny Depp's <laughs> going to be our president. We're going to be best friends with Mexico. Be like, come on, let's be buddies. We'll put all of our... What do you have facilities. to lose? Yeah. Put all our rehab facilities and and down there, and let people, you know, we'll deal with the opiate addiction stuff. We'll be like, go hang out in Mexico. It's nice. Come on, everything's great. We'll we'll like treat people like they should be treated. We'll care about you know like the day without a Mexican. We'll be like, yeah, come be buddies. Let's have a have a totally different. Our economy will be better than everyone else's because we'll be like, look, we have workers. I mean, people that want to work, and we have all the weed. <laughs> you have all the weed. All oh, look, the weed. Our people, want, people are actually people, watching. This. Yeah, I can't people are actually it. watching. That's insane. Yeah, we we are live on uh, YouTube. <laughs> so every Wednesday, not only are we on the air, but this shit is posted live on I YouTube. I can't believe it. So you get to see us. Yeah. Sometimes the, the, the old ladies. The old lady. I'm not old. No, I know you aren't. You're you're not, you're not old either. Well, and I'm definitely not a spring chicken. Fit 44. I'm telling you, I'm feeling my age. I've been stretching, and I'm. I used to be able to do the splits. Can't do the splits anymore. I did a cartwheel the other day, and I was like, oh, I was nervous about it. Oh no. I never would have been nervous about doing a cartwheel. Come on now. <laughs> and now I'm like, oh, I mean. I haven't done a handstand in a long time. I need to get back to that. You know what? Your body wall. just needs to be stretched a little. Take a couple of yoga courses or something. You, yeah. you just need to probably get stretched out. Yeah. You can get your groove back. Yeah. 
I, can, I am feeling old. You can uh, get your groove back. Well, let's let's. This is very sad. We'll play this His thing. Fucker Tucker Carlson. This is what my dad sent me about you know everything I believe is wrong. Whatever. I just I just want to be compassionate to people. Hurt American workers, man. There's. The problem is that Americans think they're too good for certain jobs. Like they, right? So it's not hurting. I just don't understand. I I do think that people should that we should make it easier for people to come here legally. That's what I think, and I don't think we should have illegal immigration. I think we should just legal, make it legal, and make it make everybody get legal. I think I think our, our what's the problem with that? Well, I, I honestly, I don't know how broken our immigration system is. Actually, that's a, I take that back. The immigration courts are really effed up. But now, and so they're, now they're going to even be more backed up with the fact of the government shutdown. So the shutdown again, we the so shutdown the doesn't thing. benefit for anything but a wall that is useless that you can dig around. Mm, well, and mm. and also too, they just trebuchets. <laughs> they just did an experiment on someone taking a pickaxe uh, to the uh, to the um, sample of the wall, and the pickaxe works. Yeah. So you're so you're gonna be spending our money when you, it's supposed to be Mexico that was supposed to pay for it, which we know we knew. If come on, did you guys really think that Mexico was gonna be like, sure, yeah, we'll buy, yeah, we we got you, yeah, we got five on it. Here's no. The- no, and the thing the is, the Great the, Wall of China didn't even keep people out. No, like the did it? I don't. I don't think so. I don't think so. But even so, I mean, the thing is, the wall is a waste of money. That five billion that this pendejo is asking for can go to infrastructure, education. Oh, and what was the one thing that we were just talking about? Mm, teachers, no, healthcare. Oh, healthcare. Teachers, healthcare. <laughs> so I mean, it, it is a waste of money. It's a waste of tax people's money, and now we, as the American people, are being held hostage. And I'm a genius because I put into the thingy, did the Great Wall of China work? And there's actually an article from seven days ago. Oh, it's called. So these questions are being asked again. Yeah. <laughs> did the Great Wall of China work? MSN News, and I just clicked on it. Seven days ago. Tell me. I don't know. I mean, it's looking weird. Does, does MSN work? No. That's the answer to that. <laughs> Here we go. Do the Great Wall of China work? Show us internet gods. Oh, I don't know why MSN is such a poopa duper. Um, fact check was Wall Street originally the site of border wall meant to per- protect New Amsterdam. Whoa. All That's interesting. Hey, did the Berlin or did the uh, did that wall? That, that did the wall relatively. Wall work? I think that was relatively effective. Like, yeah, I, because I have people around. They shoot you. Yeah, they shoot you. That's the other thing. Once you build the wall, do you? East Germany, West Germany. Wow, I can't believe I'm old enough to remember that. Right. <laughs> oh, and you know what those people did? They climbed that wall. They took those axes on live TV and started banging the fuck out of that wall Claim. and climbing it. In the 17th century, New Amsterdam built a protective wall along its northern perimeter, analogous to Trump's border wall, to keep bad hombres out. But it failed to achieve its stated purpose and that the British successfully invaded the city by sea. 
is this true or false? It's a mixture. In 1653, the Dutch leaders of New Amsterdam, the site of present-day New York City, built a high wall along what was then the city's northern border, now the location of Wall Street, to defend against military attacks by the English, who nevertheless successfully invaded New Amsterdam by sea. Even while old New York was once New Amsterdam. What's false? New Amsterdam's wall was intended to repel armed invaders, not immigrants. So it didn't serve a purpose directly analogous to Trump's border wall. Nor did the wall fail to achieve its stated purpose. In that, it was only intended to stop an invasion by land. Origin. In early January 2019, the battle between President Donald Trump and congressional Democrats over funding for Trump's promised border wall was dragged on. Social media users weighed in with arguments for and against erecting a physical barrier along the U.S.-Mexico border. One of the more interesting claims to emerge from these debates was that a protective wall built by Dutch settlers on the northern border of 17th century New Amsterdam, now New York City, failed to accomplish its stated purpose. That is, stopping outsiders from invading the city. In 1664, New Amsterdam was overtaken by the British, who eventually demolished the wall and replaced it with a street aptly named Wall Street! Now that I did not know. The specifics of the claims varied from post to post. A December 29th entry shared on the subreddit RNYC said the wall was built to keep the Indians out. That probably didn't work. Another version claimed the wall was to keep the British out. Um, Well, Wall Street didn't work. Blah, blah, blah. Yeah, Wall Street's pretty bad. It's just interesting to me that we're actually, people are talking about this. There's a great wall of China effective did it work we tried to do the msn thing but it doesn't work because msn sucks my balls i don't think anyone uses it anymore that's i mean what i'm the only one that uses hotmail still i feel like such a jerk i still have my hotmail uh email it's it's the only one i actually use pamsadai at hotmail.com but if you if you email me at director at mutinyradio.fm it goes to my hotmail I don't know how to use anything else. I don't know how to use Gmail. It's so confusing to me. Everyone has. I still have it's my so hotmail from 1997, which oh, I yeah. still use. And I, as as uh, I 1997, that's when I got my first email and, and my I first have, cell phone. And then I do use Gmail. The Great Wall of China is a historic landmark, one that every traveler should add to their bucket list. It made our list of eight places in China that will take your breath away, and it continues to be a popular tourist destination, especially in Beijing. With border walls being a hot topic of discussion in today's political climate, we decided to take a closer look at the effectiveness of the Great Wall. Did the Great Wall actually succeed in keeping enemies outside China's borders? The short answer, yes. The Great Wall was successful in keeping semi-nomadic invaders out which was the primary concern at the time. However, the wall did not stop some large-scale invasions, and even the Matic people were able to breach the wall from time to time. Hmm. What was the Great Wall's purpose? Construction began on parts of the wall as early as 7th century BC, but it was Qi Xing Huang, the first emperor who connected these parts and created what resembled the wall in 221-206 BC. Oh, Jesus, 7th century BC. It was more like a line of guard posts that helped spread signals to warn of invasions and draw in reinforcement troops. The purpose of the wall was to protect against members of the Xiangnu, also sometimes referred to as the Huns, a nomadic people in ancient Central Asia who often raided the Chinese northern border. The Xiangnu were highly mobile herders who rode on horseback 
and at the time were very adept in stealing from their neighbors in northern China. While the wall was probably ineffective against individual armies who could scale the sides of it, the wall was much better at keeping horsemen and their horses out. Instead of having an open prairie as their battleground, the nomadic army was forced to concentrate their attack in one section of the wall. A smoke or fire signal would be lit along the wall and enforcement troops would be sent in. Of course, not all horseback invasions were stopped and have, there have been instances of nomadic people breaching the wall. However, one could argue that without the wall, China would have been invaded far more times if it hadn't been there. Wow. We've never been invaded either. Trade on the wall. If you thought scaling the wall with a horse was hard, imagine trying to get a cart full of supplies up the side of it with China. Traders and businessmen from the north would have to find a gate along the wall, which made it easier to impose taxes and duties and regulate goods, especially those brought along the Silk Road. Since the wall went over rough and barren terrain, it became a great mode of transportation for supplies. Blah, 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 blah. Okay. <laughs> well, here's another interesting fact about the Huns, about the Xing Hung, whatever they're called. Um, they, the Mongolian hot pot, when you get one of those and it has the stuff in it and you yeah. dip the food and you cook it. Okay. So that is patterned after their helmets that they would wear. And that's how they would cook their food. They would take their helmet off. And they. this is why they could invade China is that China was all like people walking. But they had horses, so they were faster. And that was their food source. They'd bleed their horses just a little what? bit into their hats. And then they'd cook the hat over the fire. That's crazy. So wow, that's it's how they hot pot. And that's how they traveled. That's how they took over certain areas really quickly is that they were all on horse and they because when you have an army, it is a pain in the ass to move an army. Because okay, everybody's walking and you've got like carts and you're pulling carts and you've got to have a kitchen. You have to feed everybody. And you don't know what kind of terrain you're in either. Right. So like it could be cold, snowy rainy you know and you have to keep your you have to keep your rice dry i mean you can feed a lot of people with rice is that all you get worry about staying warm what else are you gonna eat are you taking cows with you you can't have meat you'd have to be have to be dried you gotta make sure your your animals eat so they don't die within the uh the travel so seventh century bc like armies yeah what you talking about willis wait don't they say before christianity now i'm old school i say before christ that's what it's funny that it's B, it's actually doesn't BC doesn't even mean that it's it's some Latin term. So AD is I was taught as AD is after dissension, but it's this it's like anno domini or something. It means something completely. I learned this different. in Catholic school, so this is why they do that. So BC AD. Let's see what it comes out with. I was the terms 19. AD and BC before Christ. Oh, so people would say it's before Christ yeah. are used to label the number of years in Julian and Gregorian calendars. The term is medieval Latin and means in the year of our Lord, but is often presented using our Lord, our Lord instead of the Lord. And AD stands for Anno Domini in the year of our Lord taken from the full original phrase Anno Domini Nostra Jesu Christi, which translates to in the year our Lord Jesus Christ. All right. Well, there we go. I was, I remember you were right. from Catholic school. Well, I remembered Anno Domini. I mean, Jesus Christ, what the fuck do I remember? Anno Domini. <laughs> so, you're singing Amy Grant song? Yeah. Oh, God. <laughs> oh, Lord. That's just, she's a baby, baby. <laughs> that was her big famous one. Um, yeah. I, I liked her fat baby. The fat, 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 fat little fat. 
It's a song about Christians that are we, I'll look it up after this guy Let's listen to this terrible stuff about immigration I don't know how people I don't know how other people are weighing in on it Or what they feel about it But man, I am all for the California breaking away And saying let's be friends with, with Mexico I love Mexico This is my dad's point of view. I recently watched a group of protesters, most of them young, denouncing President Donald Trump's immigration policies. They were waving Mexican flags and shouting, si se puede, yes we can. This is now the rallying cry of the open borders left, but it wasn't always. In fact, I wondered if a single person at the protest knew where it came from. The slogan first became famous 50 years ago, thanks to Cesar Chavez. He was the founder of the United Farm Workers Union. When Chavez said, si se puede, he meant something very different. Yes, we can seal the borders. Cesar Chavez hated illegal immigration. He was Hispanic, obviously, and definitely on the left, but he fought to keep illegal Mexican immigrants out of this country. He understood that peasants from Latin America will always work for less than Americans will. That's why employers prefer them. Chavez knew that. As long as we have a poor country bordering California, he once explained, it's going to be very difficult to win strikes. In 1969, Chavez led a march down the center of California to protest the hiring of illegal immigrant produce pickers. Marching alongside him was Democratic Senator Walter Mondale and the Reverend Ralph Abernathy, the longtime aide to Martin Luther King. Ten years later, Chavez dispatched armed union members into the desert to assault Mexican nationals who were trying to sneak across the border. Chavez's men beat immigrants with chains and whips made of barbed wire. Illegal aliens who dared to work as scabs had their houses firebombed and their cars burned. Chavez wasn't embarrassed about any of this. He bragged about it. No matter. Chavez remains a progressive hero. President Obama declared his birthday a commemorative federal holiday. It's an official day off in a half a dozen states. There's a college named after him and dozens of public schools. Cesar Chavez's life is a reminder of how much the left has changed and how quickly. Until recently, most Democrats agreed with Chavez. They opposed unchecked immigration because they knew it hurt American workers, and they were right. One study by a Harvard economist examined the effects of the mass migration of Cuban refugees to this country in 1980, the so-called Mariel Boatlift. He found that American workers in Miami with a high school education saw their wages fall by more than 30% after the refugees arrived. If you believe in supply and demand, this is not surprising. After the fall of Saigon in 1975, Democratic Governor Jerry Brown opposed letting Vietnamese refugees into California on the grounds that the state already had enough poor people. As he put it at the time, there's something a little strange about saying, let's bring in 500,000 more people when we can't take care of the 1 million Californians out of work. First-term Senator Joe Biden of Delaware agreed. He introduced federal legislation to curb the arrival of the Vietnamese. Two decades later, leading Democrats were still wary of mass immigration, especially illegal immigration. As Bill Clinton put it in the 1995 State of the Union address, Americans are rightly disturbed by the large numbers of illegal aliens entering our country. The jobs they hold might otherwise be held by citizens or legal immigrants. The public services they use impose burdens on our taxpayers. No prominent Democrat would say anything like that today without being denounced as a racist. Clinton got a standing ovation. I as think he has a hairpiece. There were still liberals who cared about the economic effects of immigration, legal or illegal. Immigration reduces the wages of domestic workers who compete with immigrants, explained economist Paul Krugman in the New York Times. 
will need to reduce the inflow of low-skilled immigrants. Mainly that means better controls on illegal immigration. That same year, Senator Hillary Clinton voted for a fence on the Mexican border. So did Barack Obama and Chuck Schumer and 23 other Senate Democrats. Not anymore. 20 years after Bill Clinton told Americans they had the right to be upset about illegal immigration, his wife scolded the country for enforcing border controls. So what changed? Not the economics of it. The law of supply and demand remained in effect. It's not a coincidence that as illegal immigration surged, wages for American workers stagnated. What changed is that Democrats stopped caring about those workers, about the middle class, really. Why? Here's the answer in four simple facts. One, according to a recent study from Yale, there are at least 22 million illegal immigrants living in the United States. Two, Democrats plan to give all of them citizenship. Read the Democrats' 2016 party platform. Three, studies show the overwhelming majority of first-time immigrant voters vote Democrat. Four, the biggest landslide in American presidential history was only 17 million votes. Do the math. The payoff for Democrats? Permanent electoral majority for the foreseeable future. In a word, power. That's the point, no matter what they tell you. American workers, be damned. Tell him might even be you. He knelt at the altar, and that was the end. He saved, and that's all that matters to him. My spiritual tummy, it can't take too much. One day a week, he gets a spiritual lunch. On Sunday, he puts on his spiritual best and gives his language a spiritual I used to sing this. Um, I used to sing this with the, the Chris with the at the. This was like my favorite uh, thing to do at the church talent show every year. For real, this is real white people shit. Sanctified, redeemed by the blood. And John 316. Ah, it's like a dick joke. He's got the biggest King James. Yeah. How many pedals probably listen to this song? I'm so bad you got me listening to this, y'all. Well, Amy Grant was hot. Yeah, I know. She was one of the biggest Christian singers. This is yeah. unfortunately living in the environment of Southwest Missouri. It was just around me. She, I mean, she wasn't selling. That's one thing. She's very, very pretty, and she's selling this sort of wholesome thing. But she's very. She was. Okay, so that that's Fat Baby by uh, Amy Grant. That was the song I used to I used to love that song. I used to I mean I can't sing it anymore. My voice is too. She low. would do the, she'd probably do that shit for karaoke. Doctrine is the gold as Yeah, oh. because it was a church like how else do you ex- express yourself other than the wonders and joy of karaoke? Um there she is. In a little while Amy Grant let's we'll just put her in the background see what happens here. <laughs> You remember this. You really try to torture me. Yeah, I am. 
Here, we'll just. We'll I didn't know. I didn't know all her stuff. I oh, just knew I knew enough. This album. Yeah, I don't. Get what is it called? Age to age. What a day I remember these all. This album, I remember it so much. Probably because it was like early '80s. I wonder how these recording sessions were like. Let's pray before we record these songs. She is going ham. Just to tell me. So if you guys on YouTube could know what I was listening to, you would have probably the same facial expression. I used to, I used to like sing this in my living room. It's so funny how I remember all these songs, but I don't remember them. And now I'm hearing them. I'm like, I because they take you back to your childhood. Amen. Well, just when I mean, I used to, I used to sing for Jesus all the time. I liked, I was, I was a Jesus person. Yeah. I, I, you know, I wonder if your parents have any VHS tapes yeah. of you guys. Oh, yeah. Look, they've cha- they put them onto um, DVD and they gave it to me. There's me in, um, there's, I'm in Kids Under Construction in when I was in fourth grade. And there's in sixth grade when I was the lead. Okay, so this was one of the things, like, I was like, why didn't you get me an agent? In sixth grade, I was the lead in school play at the Christian school. And nice. I was in sixth grade. And my brother was in seventh grade and... There were eighth graders. Anyways, everyone got pissed because they were like, why is Pam have the, she's a sixth grader. Why does the sixth grader have the lead role? And like, and it was funny that I got to be, and I was good. I was good. I had solos and stuff. And it was funny because I remember this one solo I had and then the group came in behind me and I was always just, and I got, and it's funny because when you watch the video, I got really loud at this point because I remember being on stage and doing tech for this and being like, why do they have to sing? They suck. Like, <laughs> let me keep singing by myself. Like, I'm. it's better that way. I remember being like, not a diva, but I was just like, this is, can't I just have one solo that's just my solo? Do we have to have the chorus come in? But I didn't realize that, I mean, that was pretty cool. Like, I had a did chorus Did you get a standing elevation? I don't remember. Um, I remember we did two or three two or three um, there were two or three runs of it and there was one of them we did it we did it for the school and then because it was the Christian school and then we did it at night for all the parents and it was a big theater I mean it was a big church and um you know, it was a big. It was the big Christmas play that we did every year and I was like I was the star but I don't I don't remember like I don't I don't remember getting the adulation that I think I wanted I don't know I don't know but I was Christmas lamb, little Christmas lamb, little Christmas lamb, friend, so true. Little Christmas lamb, little Christmas lamb, I love you. Except it was higher. You came on Christmas Day, a present from my father, I believe. Whatever comes my way, my truest friend, you'll always be. Little Christmas lamb, little Christmas lamb. Okay, so I remember that too. And I remember Kids Under Construction. I remember all that so stuff. So why didn't your parents get you an agent? I don't know. I wasn't, but I, you, I was kind of, everyone always said I was chunky. I wasn't, a, I mean, I don't think I was fat or chunky, but I always like, felt uh, that way. You probably weren't just a stick thin 12 year old. I mean, the dream role for me at that time would have been, have you watched Lemony Snicket yet? Cake Sniffer. No. There, there's a little girl in it. She's got this red hair and she's a villain. 
But she's like 11 or 12 and she's amazing. She's so good. Cake sniffer. She's and she says cake sniffer all the time, which is a funny slur. I, <laughs> it's like my favorite slur. And then in another one, someone else says biscuit eater. But that's actually a real slur, like a real English slur. You can call someone a biscuit eater. <laughs> I'm going to call my boyfriend that. Yeah, it's it's a good cuss, cuss word, I guess. An alternative cuss word. Biscuit, biscuit eater. eater. Biscuit eater. But I like salad tosser. Ooh, well, that's that, that gets that's, that gets that's, dirty. That's but that's OK. Prison talk. Um, you know what? Maybe there's a good reason why, because you probably would have ended up on Disney, oh, I and, you, loved and it. those and those Disney kids, you would have been in rehab by the time you were like 16. <laughs> no, I, I be on the Mickey Mouse Club. I wasn't. I don't think. I mean, I guess they could have given me um, or makeup or whatever. Kids one, Incorporated. One of my friends when I was <laughs> little, um, she was actually the actress on the new Lassie, and oh, and um, you remember that. Yeah. Oh, I forgot. Yeah, I should remember her Lassie name. Lassie, like 89 or something. Yeah. Cake sniffer. Cake Urban sniffer. dictionary. Uh, unknown, a stupid insult by Carmelita Spatz. That's the name of the character. character. Carmelita Spatz uh, is is amazing. And she's this cute little... I mean, if you guys haven't watched the Lemony Snicket thing, I mean, the best costume design uh, um, that I've seen... Costume design and um, and uh, p- set design—it's just phenomenal. It- it's so good. Okay, look how cute she is, Carmelita Spatz. She's got all these great outfits, um, and she's a mean she's, little girl. She's cute. She looks she's like a little funny. asshole. She's so funny. Um, sort of doing a cheer, anyways. And her, she's just. And she's just a great little actress. I really, I really, really like her. And I hope that she has a, a big future because she's a really funny, funny, funny little actress. No, I wish, um, I, God, that would have been amazing if I could have had an agent. I was really good at memorizing things. And I'm surprised that they didn't, like that alone would have, someone could have made me act whatever way they wanted me to act. I mean, any kids are easy. If they, if they can memorize shit, they can act. But. You know, I, I just don't think I've never looked. I'm like, oh, I have a face for radio. I've, I've never like been. And I, I don't think that I've seen myself on film and I don't like the way I look. So, really? yeah, I don't have like I'm not like one of those pr- pretty like my nose is kind of weird. And I, I could have gotten a nose job long ago, but I made them give me my old nose back like the I was in the because I broke my, my nose was oh, broken broke really badly when I was 15 and um, sophomore in high school really badly so they had to have two surgeries and the second one because my after they after it was off my face after they put it back on my face it healed with like a big bump and they were like we can we can make give you a little ski tip jump on your nose we can do anything you want we can make your nose look like anything and I was like give me back my nose so even at 15 (laughs) I had this like fierce integrity about like if I'm ugly I'm gonna stay don't you fucking look at me doctor and tell me I'm ugly and you wanna (laughs) fix my nose fuck you fuck you dude it's the same thing I was in a spa once with a bunch of dermatologists and dermatologists in Florida can do liposuction who knew I need it well so I'm in the spa and I'm thinking oh you know and this is this is 10 years ago I was a little tighter than I am now I'm thinking I'm gonna make a little joke I'm like you couldn't you couldn't liposuction anything off me and they're like these two doctors sort of went at it they're like well we could do this and we could do this and I'm like are you kidding me 
Like I am a thin person, and I'm was then I was even more in shape. And I'm like, are you fucking kidding me? There are people that <sighs> that are smaller than you that feel the need. I just want to get this beer belly. I have a beer belly that I want to get rid of. This guy. Because I drink beer. I drink a lot of beer too. So, but I'm keeping my ass and my thighs. And I thought about one time getting a nose job, which I don't have the funds for, but I don't think I would do that. Your nose is so cute. Why would you want to do that? I don't. Here we go. The new lassie, Wendy Cox. That was her name. Wendy Cox. Wendy Cox. She lived down the street from us. I wonder what she's doing now. But, uh,. What, what she was the star of the next Lassie, uh, the new 1989 to 1992. Oh, so right. it was, <laughs> yeah. So it was like right when we were all in high school and junior high and stuff. It, you know, and it was, or let's see, yeah, 92 is when I graduated from high school. She was like was a year younger grade. than me. Yeah. Um, but that was like I'd, I'd see her on the show, and I was just like, oh. But she was so pretty, Wendy Cox. She was, was so she so friendly? pretty. Yeah, she was friends with me. She was a nice person, um, which I always thought was surprising because she was so nice. Uh, Wendy Cox. When Wendy was nine years old, she looked in the Yellow Pages and found a talent agency. Unbeknownst to her parents, Wendy left a message on their answering machine. The agent called back and set up an interview with Wendy right away. There began her acting career. Right away, Wendy landed the national Milk Does a Body Good commercial. She went to appear in over 15 commercials before heading down to Hollywood for auditions. She lived in Danville with me. She landed the role of Megan on The New Lassie and moved to Hollywood for the show's two seasons, 48 episodes. During the hiatus of the show, she spent time back at her home in the Bay Area, Danville, and made guest appearances on other shows. Wendy left Hollywood her senior year of high school to experience quote-unquote normal life. She went on to UCLA where she was on the dance team for two years. She graduated in 97 with a BA in communication studies. Wendy married her college sweetheart in 98 and is now a mother of three. Her first book, Totally Desperate Mom, Keeping It Real in the Motherhood, will be released July 2010. You know you could probably look her up. And be like, hi, do you remember I, me? And I feel terrible for her because she had everything I wanted and now she has three kids. Why would you <laughs> Why would you leave Hollywood? What happened? Where's your agent? Why did you marry that guy? Maybe she like, was I married a guy in 2000. Look, I mean, I, I'm so glad I didn't have three kids. I would have felt like maybe I'd feel like my life had purpose or something. But wow, that's what happened to, to women in Danville. They were Boring. bamboozled, bamboozled. I bet she still lives in Danville. <gasps> I'll send her an invite to the comedy show hey everybody uh the coolest newest tap room in walnut creek that's rotator tap room two blocks from the bart uh yeah my friend jenny green from high school now she's married and has a different last name i saw her this weekend and lucy simpson and jenny green from high school so crazy and they recognized me and i was like i didn't recognize them but because i look exactly the same but it was funny. And I said, hey, I do comedy. You should do comedy here. And she's like, hell yeah. Nice. And so, and they, they had really good beers on tap. Like really good ones. Like everything really good. All Like seven really good IPAs. Uh, one from Bear Bottle. The, they had the Blind Pig from Russian River. It was, they had multiple, like not just Lagunitas. They had like good beer and all kinds nice. of different stuff. And um, I said, gosh, you guys should do comedy here. And she's like, yeah, so we're setting up a show for Saturday, February 2nd in Walnut Creek. 
Right now, it's going to be me, Natalie Fauzi, Matthew Quirk. I'm trying to get Joey Avery. I was going to get Paul Conyers because he lives in Walnut Creek, but he's already booked on another show because he's hilarious and everybody loves him, which is great. Great. Good for him. That's awesome. But I'm going to do this show. I'm going to headline this show in Walnut Creek, and I'm just going to like put it out there like, come on. That's going to be dope. If you're from... if. If you're what, 44, what just like me, a Saturday night. Oh, so I that's going to be popping. Exactly. Uh, and so I'll tell people. So like, smart. I'm going to make, because the people who still live in Danville come out and see me. And, and the, the other two comics that I've got booked, Natalie Fauzi's my age, and um, she does jokes very similar to mine about like being blind. And I think she's very funny. Um, she, I love her comedy because it actually touches me because she says things that I'd be like, oh, I wish I would have come up with that joke. But I, I get her and I think she's funny and I think that Walnut Creek will really get her. And also Matthew Quirk because he just shits on millennials and I think he's so <laughs> funny. I love his joke about, you know what's paleo? Shivering. <laughs> it's a good core workout. But he's got all these great jokes about like paleo and parkour and and uh, and these crazy... Oh, What's it Whoa. taking a picture of now? <gasps> That's so crazy. Whoa. Whoa. Um, <laughs> things got weird. Uh, got I should look weird. up Wendy Cox. I bet she's still... Well, we should look up her book. Desperate. Because, because the world fell apart. Totally desperate mom. She doesn't have a picture of her either. I wonder if I could find her on... I bet she's on... I bet she's on Facebook. Oh! <gasps> Oh my God, you guys. I just think it's funny that, I don't know. Did you play the game with the pictures from then and now? What was that? Did you play the game this week with the pictures of then and now? I did not. You did not play the game. I played the game. I I played the game and it was totally dumb. This has got to be her, Wendy Cox Hagen. Hell yeah, I'm adding a friend. Uh, Friend request sent. Oh, she's still so cute. Look how cute she is. This must be her. It's got to be. This is... Um, I want to look at some of her pictures. I'm stalking you on Facebook. Oh, she's got a picture of her new minivan. You have... I just lost a little respect. Look how cute she is. This is her. That must be her. Her daughter, maybe? I mean, it's great. I think that being a mom is awesome, but... Man, you... Oh, look how cute her daughter is. Oh my God. Did somebody, now, did somebody make money off her. <laughs> um, well, that's lovely that she has children and stuff. No, I, I mean, I, people make choices. And I, you gotta, I gotta respect that shit too, you know? Oh God, she's still so cute though. Look, she's like 40 and look how cute she is. She's so cute. Or she's actually a year younger than me. She's 43. I don't know. Let's look, let's look at him. Uh, I don't know. He kind of looks like a he kind of looks like a pastor. Uh, oh look, there she was on the dance seat. That was her as a kid. See how cute she was? She was gorgeous. Yeah, she was she was friends with me. I can't believe it. Um, I was not. I don't think I was a. I don't think I was a good looking child. You know, I don't ever see pictures of you. But no one took pictures of me. Because I was an ugly child, I guess. Here was, this is the, the pictures I put up for that dumb, I put, this is a dumb game. I look the same. Two from 2008 and one now, no filters. So this is, that's, that's me in 2008, Jello wrestling. If you guys want to go to my Facebook page, you can 
stalk me and see. I love this picture though of me Jello wrestling. I look fucking fierce. I am in a pool of Jello and I am winning. I am winning. It was fun. And then here's me with the bear spanking me. That That's is cute. So cute. I, and you could tell it was old because look, I don't have my tattoo. Wow. Yep. I like that haircut too. Yes, yeah, the last time my hair was dyed because I had a friend, uh, Chris Springer. She is was awesome and helped me by cutting my hair. Now I cut my hair the other day, and that was that was a mistake. <laughs> With which kitchen shears? I'm such a hipster. Yeah, I took kitchen shears in the bathroom, and I uh, first I put my head down and uh, in front of me, and then I cut off like six inches, and then I pulled it back, and I pulled it to the front, and I evened it out, and it was completely uneven, and one side was an inch in the other, and I had to kind of like try oh to no. even it out, and it's still all like, I mean, I wear my hair up all the time anyway, so who fucking cares? But because you'll see the AltaCast, I have no idea why <laughs> we we were like in the top ten shows again, and I'm like, how who? Who are the 25,000 people that are downloading this? Thank you. Thank you. But you're nuts because I feel like, I don't know what I feel like. I because feel like, this show is for people who are nuts. Yeah, I know. We haven't been very newsy today. I've been just basically stalking people from. I think from, you should become friends with her again. Hell yeah. The next, the next lassie. I, I let's actually. That's what I'll do. I'll, oh God. I'm going to look it up on YouTube. We'll watch a, just a clip from it. Um, I never Tell liked. Us, regale us with another story. Tell us something happening in the news, Latoya, because I don't pay attention to the news. Uh, oh yeah, so we didn't talk about Steve King. Um, he's that uh, representative from uh, I- Iowa, and you know he's a white supremacist. Uh, white supremacist. So basically, he has um, show. He's a racist dude. So basically, he's been in Congress for, I think, the past 16 years or what have you. So he is notorious for saying some racist shit. Like, uh, several years ago, he said that uh, Mexicans were uh, had big calves because they were stuffing marijuana into their calves crossing the border. Um, he said uh, something about Western civilization wouldn't... What has done the most out of all the civilizations um and what else did he say he also said uh uh well this time around basically he said a lot of stupid shit but this time he he did an interview uh, with the new york times and he made this i'm paraphrasing he's made this quote of saying like white supremacy white nationalness um western civilization since when did these uh words become racist so basically now he um we need to get him out of the government so housewives of white supremacy uh, no, his name's Steve King. Steve King. Yeah. He, oh, here it is. Steve King removed from committee assignments over white... Stephen, Steve King, not Stephen Steve, King. Yeah, Steve King. Removed from committee assignments over head. white supremacy remark. Oh, God. Look how... Why? He's a lizard person. I know. He looked like a frog, don't he? Yeah. Well, he's a, he's a 99-year-old snapping turtle. He's actually 69, but that's what... <laughs> yeah, he could pass for 99, right? House Republican leaders removed Representative Steve King of Iowa from the Judiciary and Agricultural Committees on Monday night as a party official scrambled to appear tough on racism and contain damage from comments Mr. King made to the New York Times, questioning why white supremacy is considered offensive. The punishment came... (laughs) Just that sentence right there. It's hilarious. 
The punishment came on a day when Mr. King was denounced by an array of Republican leaders, though not President Trump. The Senate Majority Leader Mitch McConnell suggested Mr. King find another line of work, and Senator Mitt Romney said he should quit. And the House Republicans, in an attempt to be proactive, stripped him of the committee seats in the face of multiple Democratic resolutions to censure Mr. King that are being introduced this week. Those measures would force Republicans to take a stand on the House Democratic Majority's attempt to publicly, publicly reprimand one of their own. Mr. King, who has been an ally of President Trump on the border wall and other issues, has a long history of making racist remarks and insults about immigrants and has not drawn rebukes from Republican leaders until recently. In November, top Iowa Republicans like Senator Charles E. Grassley endorsed Mr. King for re-election, mm-hmm. even after one House Republican officially came out and denounced him as a white supremacist. Read his white supremacist comments now. Yes. All right. You Tell know, me what you said. For for these white supremacists, they show is ugly if they want to keep their blood pure. Here's his <laughs> quote. White nationalists, white supremacists, Western civilization. How did that language become offensive? White nationalist, white supremacist, Western civilization. How did How that did language it, become I offensive? Things that make you go, hmm. Yeah. But wow. Really? Wow. Okay, here's some things he said. In 2002, Mr. Kingley in the Iowa State Senate files a bill requiring schools to teach that the United States, quote, is the unchallenged greatest nation in the world and that it has derived its strength from Christianity, gross, free enterprise capitalism, and Western civilization. White. White. Mr. King is the chief sponsor of a law making English the official language of Iowa. 2005. Now in Congress, Mr. King introduces the English Language Unity Act, a bill to make English the official language of the United States. Mr. King sues the Iowa Secretary of State for posting voting information on an official website in Spanish, Loatian, Bosnian, and Vietnamese. Look at him. Sues the Ohio Iowa Secretary of State for... <sighs> I'm, yeah. I am flabbergasted because some Americans can vote and some Americans can't. And when I say that, I mean white Americans. Mm-hmm. We ain't done yet. Motherfucker. We're only in 2006. This shit keep going. Get even more mad. He's been doing this. Yeah. I am so... I White people... You're making other white people look bad. Like, I... Yep. 2006. <laughs> I agree. And that's why... That's why you know, and, African-American gentleman said to me yesterday on the bus, I, you're sh- I wish your soul was as sh- shiny as that jacket. I'm like, man, you want to pick a fight with me? Why you want to pick a fight with me on the bus? You really want to pick? I wish your soul was as shiny as that jacket. I'm sorry. <laughs> what the fuck? I don't know. People be crazy right now. The rain is bringing it out on them. 2006, at a rally in Las Vegas, Mr. King calls the deaths of Americans at the hands of undocumented immigrants a slow-motion holocaust. He claims that 25 Americans die daily because of undocumented immigrants. An unsupported and illogical leap from government statistics, mm-hmm. which years later influenced talking points by President Trump. On the House floor, Mr. King demonstrates a model of a 12-foot concrete border wall, the wall. topped with an electrified fence that he designed. We need to do a few other things on top of that wall, and one of them being put a little bit of wire on top here to provide a disincentive for people to climb over the top or put a ladder there. 
we could also electrify this wire. We do that with livestock all the time. <gasps> yeah. Oh. So this is this is when the wall comes into play, oh. right? And this is in 06. He wants to electric. Uh, you want to electrify the people coming over. Exactly. Bzz, bzz. We do that with animals. Yeah, we do with animals. They're animals. They're animals. They're Savages. People. 2010, Mr. King on the House floor speaking of how law enforcement officers can spot undocumented immigrants. This, also, by the way, this is a person from Iowa. The only undocumented immigrants you should be worried about are fucking Canadians, you dickbag. You are nowhere near the border wall. You know nothing about it. You, he knows nothing about what... We wouldn't... Hey, California, we're the breadbasket of the United States. Well, And you know why? Because we have migrant workers. You, what are you going to get? You're going to get some college kid out there to pick strawberries? Fuck you, man. Nobody wants... If people are willing to do that work, well, God bless them. Well, here's the thing. Like, I, there, I believe there's a town outside of where he lives where there is... Um, the the town used to be predominantly basically all white but now there are some immigrants that live there but those immigrants have started businesses which bring revenue which can be job creation as well exactly so a lot of these immigrants that do they're hard workers and they start their own businesses that brings revenue into a town that was dying sure but yeah everybody hey you want to solve the undocumented you let people in the country and let them move to Detroit and give black people jobs give black people jobs and give. the systematic racism give I mean but because we stand to buy ourselves right now we ain't got no one else. and we ain't got no help right now Detroit is a failing city and there are houses there that are being demolished they are being torched and the, because and the firemen can't Cleveland. keep up with it they're crazy they, why can't we just anyway this is what he said about spotting undocumented immigrants it's just so racist what kind of clothes people wear what kind of shoes people wear what kind of accent they have sometimes it's just a sixth sense they can't put their finger on that's how law enforcement deal with spot undocumented immigrants uh they're brown people 2011 mr king in a speech opposing the affordable care act's mandate to cover contraception Preventing babies being born is not medicine. That's not constructive to our culture and our civilization. If we let our birth rate get down below the replacement rate, we're dying civilization. Now, okay, so this, okay, so now do a lot of the people realize what the the civilization and the abortion thing is? Because white women are having less kids, (laughs) and and then on top of that. Uh, there is white people are dying mostly white straight males because of opioid suicide and I'm, I'm missing one other thing so the procreation of the western civilization is dying also so that's we shouldn't be cre- doing we shouldn't there's why do we have to keep making more people the world has so <laughs> many people why can't some people just not have and and I really not to harp on abortion but we can make choices for ourselves. You white old motherfucker, get out of my uterus. You don't know yeah. anything about me. You don't know anything about my life. You have no idea how much it would suck for me to have a kid. And I get to make those choices. Now I have an IUD and it's great. And I'm not going to have kids because it'd be a terrible but, idea. But, and here's the funny part too. You know, they want you to keep the baby, but they take 
money out of the programs that help women and their child. Right. So, but again, we've talked about this so many times. If I'm going to be a single mom and I have to work, I'm going to have to put my child in childcare. And that's expensive. It's so expensive. Absolutely. It's insane to have children. It's, and we shouldn't, be forced to make that choice. You know why I think they want us all to have kids? Because the they love capitalism and babies are just dollar signs. Well, because when that baby is born, you have to buy, 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 buy for the baby. You gotta buy, buy, buy. You gotta consume, 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 consume. They're trying to And then when it grows up, you have to buy an iPhone every 10 minutes. Western civilization. They're trying to stay on top. That's what it's all about. Gross. This is what he said. This is what he said on a panel in 2012 to the Conservative Political Action Conference with Peter Brimlow and an open white nationalist. Mr. King referred to multiculturalism as a tool for the left to subdivide culture and civilization into our own little ethnic enclaves and pit us against each other. Uh, that would be you, sir. <laughs> Why he opposes legal status for dreamers who were bought, brought into the country as children. For everyone who's valedictorian, there's another hundred out there that weigh 130 pounds and they've got calves the size of cantaloupes because they're hauling 75 pounds of marijuana across the desert. Those people would be legalized with the same act. That's what the one I was... Well... He's, no, that's just ridiculous. It's just ridiculous. That's just ridiculous. <coughs> Listen, the best way for you to be a drug mule is put things up your butthole. And we don't want crappy Mecky swag anymore. We got it in California. We're fine. This guy is not a good time at all. He's a terrible man. He's a terrible time. Look at... Ugh. Ugh. Oh, he's, uh, uh, oh, that's... Uh, he's some uh, right-winger in, uh, I think, Poland or Austria. He's a white nationalist. Uh, yeah. And so it keeps going on. We don't have to... Yeah, we don't, we don't have to but keep you, doing That's it. Marie Le Pen. We know about her. She's a white nationalist in France that was up against Macron. Oh my goodness. And almost won. She almost did. Look at him. And then I believe uh, uh, last year. He um, said that, wow, in 2018, he really. Here's what he said about. Mr. King says he does not want Somali Muslims working in meatpacking plants in Iowa. I don't want people dooming my pork that won't eat it, let alone I hope to go to hell for eating pork chops. Let alone I, let alone hope I go to hell for eating pork chops. Okay, let me do this quote better. I don't want people doing my pork that won't eat it, let alone hope I go to hell for eating pork chops. Hope I go to hell for eating pork chops. Well, because he's saying, we don't want small animals. I I don't know because they don't eat pork. Exactly, yeah. You don't know Jews either, huh? He's pro-Israel. He likes Israel. Israel. It's unbelievable. uh, Asked by a reporter for HuffPost if he is a white nationalist or a white supremacist, Mr. King responds, I don't answer those questions. I say to people that use those kind of allegations... Use those words a million times because you're reducing the value of of them every time. And many of the people that use those words and make those allegations and ask those questions can't even define the words they're using. Oh, God. I don't even know what he said there. It just keeps going on. There's so many, like, we just don't even have time to look at the racist things he said. There's so much racism that he's saying. it's, It's sad. Well, this has been, this has been a weird... Yeah, AltaCast. This has been a it weird is, one. I think it's because it's a weird rainy day. It is. It is weird. I am not going to be able to run at all this week, dude. I'm going to feel like a Why can't you run ass. in the rain? 
dude, because it's been downpouring. That's true too. It, I'd be yeah. afraid of falling, to be honest with That's you. That's another thing too. I'm afraid of slipping, slipping and falling. I've been like really, really These are my running shoes. Yeah, but I can see, I run uphill and down, so I totally can see myself uh, sliding down a steep hill. Yeah, and I'm yeah. old now. I see myself slipping yeah, downstairs. I can't, you can't, I can't. No bones, oh, girl. hurt myself. <laughs> uh, we'll leave you guys with a little bit of the next lassie. You want to press play on that right there? And and uh, hey, this was the ultimate. Сценария Пол Хантер. Режиссер Брюс Грин. Отлично! Лесси, в прошлом году я был в этой футболке. В этом году должно все получиться. Даже если это будет выглядеть смешно. Ну, что думаешь? Я не буду переодеваться, Лэйси, что бы ты ни думала. Можешь сходить за газетой. Где мой мяч? Are you tired of swimming through a sea of podcasts? Are you on a raft without a patter? Well, gather around me, sea dogs, and get aboard me pirate ship as we set sail for the seas of Mutiny Radio.fm. From there, you can captain your own pirate ship as you sail through over 44 different shows for all of your listening pleasures. They've got live comedy to small business advice, LGBTQ-friendly to sports, vinyl to gutter punk, MutinyRadio.fm has the best programming the Internet Ocean has to offer you. I bet my peg leg on it, or I ain't scurvy shit-faced McRat. <laughs> Asiento. 
Asiento. Take a seat at Asiento on 21st and Bryant. Meet friends for a drink, have delicious tapas and a relaxed community atmosphere. Asiento honestly is a wonderful place. They have incredible bartenders and board games all over the walls. Trivia on Mondays, Taco Tuesdays, First Wednesday live jazz, live DJs Thursday, parties. The food is darn good. Special happy hour prices all night long with your Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival ticket March 1st through 5th. Check out the schedule at www.asientosf.com. Come take a seat. I had a date there and it did not go well. But it wasn't the fault of the place. They're very nice. Asiento. For a burger, Mutiny Radio thinks you'll find the best burger in San Francisco at Counter Offer, located inside Bender's Bar and Grill. Counter Offer's menu aims to please your drunk face. Tater tots are served daily. On Tuesday nights, Counter Offer serves specials off the Taco Bell menu, only better. You can enjoy your favorite Taco Bell item without the guilt. Counter Offer uses only fresh ingredients and never store-bought shit. Special ingredients are made from scratch daily, including beans, ketchup, mustard, habanero sauce, and ranch dressing. Counter Offer even serves vegan mac and cheese. All of this great food is served 2 p.m. to 10 p.m. daily and until 11 p.m. on Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday. Counter Offer is located inside Bender's Bar and Grill at 806 South Van S. Be sure to tell them Mutiny sent you. Counter Offer, baby. Everybody should listen to Mutiny Radio at mutinyradio.fm. It's a great place to listen to crazy things. Subliminal SF visual and auditory mind control brings you the best, coolest t-shirt and hoodie designs and mind-bending local bands and shows at venues all over San Francisco and the Bay Area. Subliminal SF is here to destroy your sense of normalcy and plant ideas in your skull to make you cooler and a more awesome person. Check out all the badass products at subliminalsf.myshopify.com. That's subliminalsf.myshopify.com. And experience Subliminal SF. Welcome, Bender's Bar and Grill, located at 806 South Van Ness in the Mission District of San Francisco. Your favorite bar with awesome bartenders, rotating local art, and a killer back patio. It's a great place to hang out and play one of their two pool tables or old school pinball machine with a tasty adult beverage. Live music every Saturday for only $5, Bender's brings you face-melting metal and rock and roll. The last Friday of the month, punk rock and schlock delivers super fun karaoke with Aileen. Come on, what's not to like? They even have counter offer inside, frying up the tots with sexy hot burgers for your face. Open every day at 2 p.m. Their happy hour goes till 7 p.m. Benders is proud to be a sponsor of the Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival because they're an awesome community asset to the dirtbags who keep art alive in the mission. Benders Bar and Grill. Back up on the house. 
Hi, welcome to My Limited View. I am your host, Sergio Navoa. And I'm your co-host, Vanessa Wilkins. Join us every Tuesday from 12 to 2 at mutinyradio.fm as we share stories, our personal stories. And struggles and challenges. And we'll also have guests come in and share their stories. And hopefully through all this, we can expand our view. Or your view. Yes, and there'll be plenty of dick jokes, so don't worry. It's not always going to be heavy. Yeah, I might even share black hair tips. Black hair tips. Don't know anything about it. Sorry. <laughs> All so, on my limited view. Yes, every Tuesday from 12 to 2. Uh, oh, you can if you can also find us on Apple Podcasts. Oh, yeah, and Google Play. And Stitcher. iTunes. Oh, you already said that. TuneIn Radio. Uh, Stitcher, you said that. Spotify. Oh, my God, there's just so many. And Overcast. Um, yes, you can also find us on social media, M as in Mary, L as in Larry, P as in Peter, podcast, MOV podcast is our handle. Until next time, I hope you're enjoying your view. Yes. Bye. Bye. That kind of sucked balls. Good evening there, my friends here at MutinyRadio.fm. Chester Cashcock here, and giving you my love and regard as well as movies over there. And uh, I just wanted to let you guys know that any time I go swimming in my vault of rare coins and piles and piles of filthy cash, I can't help but listen to Pamtastic's Comedy Clubhouse every Friday from 8 to 10 p.m. I mean, if anyone who knows anything about comedy knows that Pamtastic's books the best of San Francisco and Beyond's Underground comics. It's a great showcase, and they have a fun time at Pamtastic's Deep in the Mission District, where you can laugh off your tushy for a mere $5 every Friday to 10 p.m. And I laugh because $5, I mean, that's what I use to wipe my tushy with. So to laugh it off for a mere $5 is indubitious. But if you can't make it to Mutiny Randy, well, don't even worry. Don't fret at all. You can simply